Hello everyone, welcome to episode 33 of the Roving Bookworm Podcast. If this is your first time here, I warmly welcome you to this growing community of awesome people and I know this would be worth your while. The Roving Bookworm Podcast is a safe space for meaningful and sometimes difficult conversations inspired by books, poetry, and music over a cup of tea or two. My name is B.I. Garrix. I'm a geologist, poet, book blogger, and I'm the Roving Bookworm, your host. This week's theme is titled Marriage, The Journey and Not the Destination. And this theme was inspired by two books I recently read titled The Four Seasons of Marriage by Gary Chapman and Boundaries in Marriage by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. These two books are great resources that can help you build your marriage and be a better spouse. And I highly recommend it to everyone who is married or wants to get married. We will be exploring this theme while focusing on the general theme for this season, which we titled Embracing Change and the Five Things We Cannot Change. Thank you for joining the conversation this week, and I'm excited to be here as usual. So, how did your week go? I hope you enjoyed yours as much as I did mine. (laughs) The fact that we got two days, two full days of holiday this week, Thank you, all Muslims. Um, made, this made a lot of difference to my week and helped me to get some of the much-needed rest I have craved for for so long. Um, this past week, I got quite a number of people who sent feedback on our last episode. And one of the most, most popular questions or feedback that came um, that I received was the fact that people expect said they expected us to talk more about online dating and the pros and cons of that. Honestly, it was something that I had at the back of my mind that we we're going to discuss. But um, as most conversations go, I think somehow that sort of slipped, and we had spent more time that we had than we had planned because we were having so much fun. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for your feedback and I'm hoping that we'll be able to somehow do a bonus um, episode where we'll talk about online dating. Online dating and all the new dating fronts um, of, of this time and this age is of, of a whole episode on its own. So we'll see how that goes. And um, we would still urge you to um sending your feedback and then we'll try to have those conversations offline we can't have all the conversations here um i would read um a couple of um um i'll read one more um um feedback and um it was from chris who said this episode was the real deal i sent it to all the single ladies in my extended family it is a societal issue now because for me marriage is not an achievement but or a fulfillment there's so much to life thank you chris for sending this feedback this is why we're here having this um podcast in the first place and um i'm grateful that we're getting these feedbacks come at us thank you for 
everyone else who um, I couldn't read your feedback. Um, I want you to keep the feedback coming. We are open to always continue these conversations offline and probably do other things I'm thinking about and we'll share with you soon. So, before we get into the conversation, um, I'd like to say I'm having tea as usual, green tea. And I would like you to go grab your beverage of choice, get comfortable, and then let's get into it. No, let's not get into it. I didn't say that I will be hosting you alone on this episode. So um, don't expect any guest. Um, and I'm eager to share some of my thoughts with you guys on this particular um, theme. So let's get into it. Welcome back, guys. So let's begin. When I shared with a friend of mine about today's theme, the first thing she said was, um, I thought you already did an episode with your husband with the same thing. And my response to her was, yes, I have actually hosted two episodes, each one in seasons one and two with my husband about marriage, but they're all about different things or different aspects of marriage and like most things in life there are several sub themes that can be discussed under this theme marriage so if like her you may already be feeling the same way know that today's theme will be looking at yet another aspect of marriage then again if you are yet to listen to the other podcast episodes on marriage please after this go listen to episode two titled Happily Ever After, Myth or Reality, which happens to be one of the episodes with the most listens, with the most listens on this podcast. And also episode 22, What's Your Love Language? Relationships and Perspectives. So go listen after this episode. Now, on today's episode, we'll be talking about how marriage is a journey and not a destination from the point of view of change, embracing change, and the five things we cannot change. If you haven't listened to the first episode of this season, I urge you to go back and listen because on that episode, we kind of set the pace for all the things we'll be discussing about this season. I will, however, start this conversation by telling you the five givings in life that we have no power over and we cannot change. Now, according to David Richo in his book, The Five Things We Cannot Change, these are the five givings in life that we have no power over. One, everything changes and ends. Two, things do not always go according to plan. Three, life is not always fair four pain is a part of life five people are not loving and loyal all the time we would be discussing these five givings or how these five givings show up in our marriages and how to embrace each of them as we experience them 
I will start with a few personal experiences as we explore the first given. Everything changes and ends. Now, when I got married so many years ago, I believe that unconsciously, I knew that things would change as the years rolled by. But like most things in life, I later realized that I had only known it in theory and not in reality, so to say. And they are actually two totally different things. But even while I knew this in theory, I also had one false belief I had going into marriage. And that was that I always believed that my husband's love for me and my love for my husband would always remain the same or rather we would always love each other in the same way. But as we progressed in our lives and in our marriage, certain changes began to occur which were actually natural and things that we readily welcomed like um, um, things like responsibilities at work due to professional growth and of course new additions to our family when we started having children and um, these things as these things happened um, it changed the dynamics of our relationship and now when I think about it it, it was understandably so it, 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 it had to change the dynamics of our, our relationship the things we we used to do in the early years of our marriage we couldn't do anymore because they could not feature anymore no matter how we tried for example in in our first year of marriage we decided not to watch tv um so we we got back from home um from work every day we would spend time talking making dinner together and so on we just bonded for a whole year no tv and even my husband, a football fan, he would only watch when we were out of the house. We also committed to work together and um, back and forth. So we spent all that time together. However, by the time um, children came along, a natural separation had to occur and things began to change. Um, we wrestled with having someone even come to stay with us because we... Um, we were used to being alone and you know being alone in our own space and um all that but because we needed the help we had to let that happen um and um adapt to this new situation this definitely without a doubt reduced the times we spent together and of course gave little room for us to be as affectionate as we were we were we also had to separate from our commuting because um, um i think after my um after after um my my company gives allows you to close earlier than normal usual time after your uh, maternity leave for an additional two months so of course i mean i started committing my own so i mean just different things so um i think this was about the first time my marriage first experienced a change in seasons and i immediately took offense and felt like that my husband didn't care for me but the real problem was that i had decided in my mind what and how my husband was supposed to love me and if he deviated from that my idea of love or show of love it meant that he didn't care 
However, it wasn't the case at all, but I didn't see it at the time, of course. I mean, he couldn't just do the things in the same way anymore because our circumstances had changed and the ways that we expressed love and care for each other had evolved as well. Um, so we need to understand that people must change, grow, evolve, mature, and we have to have a positive attitude towards this change. I didn't have a positive attitude at the time um, because what we fail to realize is that we too are not static and when we are quick to see and point out changes in others, we do not see the changes in our own behavior which may have also influenced the change we are seeing in our spouse. Therefore, we need to go into marriage with the knowledge that people must and will change, that it is a giving which will definitely happen and which we have no single power over. One thing I think that helped us at the time was the fact that in the course of our relationship over the years, we had built a very close friendship outside the relationship where we could be sometimes brutal with each other. And that friendship sort of like helped us to communicate as friends and try to logically see things clearly. And so please don't get this wrong at all. It took a very long time. It wasn't like, oh, you know, we started experiencing changes and then we sat down and said, oh, let's talk like friends and all that. No, it didn't happen like that. We went through the the, 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 the period of misunderstanding and, you know, anger and almost resenting each other before we were able to um, really understand why we were getting frustrated. Um, and that was because we were able to sit down and pin down, um, pin it down to the fact that, and let me speak for myself, that I was resisting the changes that are taking place in my husband's behavior due to his growth, um, because I still wanted him to be that boy I got married to. I was now um, able to slowly embrace the change, understand that he loved, um, that, that um, he loved me, um, and his love was the same, but his m manner of expressing his love for me had evolved. Um, some of this frustration wasn't just caused by, you know, the obvious changes that are good. Some of this frustration was also caused by what my husband calls seeing each other's feet of clay. Um, we met as teenagers and have known each other now for 27 years. Um, I was 16, he was 19. Um, and one would think that by the time we got married in our early to mid um, 20s, we would have known each other inside out. But the truth is, you never know anyone completely. And to be honest, we may not even know ourselves completely because we don't even know how we would react if we, some life-changing thing happens to us because now that thing hasn't happened. So we don't know who we would be in the future if we lose someone or something. I remember when my my my, um, my sister passed on and um, I was devastated. I was, you know, I, I, I had a mental breakdown. And there was something I remember my husband said, and I don't know if he still remembers, but he said, you know, he always used to say, oh, you know, we always, we always say, that you know wife of my youth and my old age we're going to grow old together and this and that and he always used to say he wants to die before me but you know he said um that he never imagined that i would be so devastated and 
I would become this person when I, my sister passed on. So he saw another side of me. That's that's just the point I'm trying to make. And it was like, you know what? I think she died before me because I don't want she to die and then you have to go through this, you know, something like that. Um, so we, we, we don't even know ourselves completely. And in most relationships, everyone tends to put his best foot forward. But when you get married, you now tend to see those parts that you would never have seen been able to see even if you dated for a hundred years so when these parts of us start to emerge some of it um is shocking to say the least on both sides um so um sometimes my husband and i will hear ourselves saying things like i never knew you like this or why are you train that thing like that here i can't believe it you know this and this together but these were were the people we really were or these are the people we really are and if we didn't embrace them and love them like we loved the part that made us fall in love in the first place then we're saying we're not ready for marriage we're not ready to love each other holistically you know we just want to pick the good parts and then leave the bad parts so now before i continue my the story of my love life. I would like us to briefly talk about what I read in one of um, the books that inspired this theme, The Four Seasons of Marriage, because I had mentioned about um, changes, a change of seasons in my marriage. And it basically talks about the different seasons in a marriage, um, a marriage goes through in the entire lifespan of the marriage. And these seasons can occur several times in the course of the marriage, just like our seasons um, occur every year, the rainy season and the dry season. But in this book, they also use the four seasons spring summer fall and winter so let's talk about the different seasons in marriage spring marriage spring is where most marriages begin the excitement of creating a new life together but it's not exclusively for only newlyweds you know um i think i'm having another spring in my marriage i've had a good time um so it's characterized by excitement joy hope happiness you know people looking into the future together anticipation of the future gratitude they're just happy they're optimistic they trust each other um and all that and then you have the summer marriage summer is fun you know life is beautiful you're reaping the benefits of the efforts to understand each other from the spring um you're committed you're satisfied you're secure in each other's love that's i mean those are the emotions that come with um the summer marriage so the the spring and the summer are like great places where your marriage is at but the fall marriage is a marriage that looks fine externally outsiders may even comment on how happy the couple seems to be yet inside the marriage things are changing you know um four marriages can either be a prelude to winter or a couple can dig deep and make time to reverse so that they can move back to spring um so it's a season that includes sadness apprehension rejection resentment loneliness emotional depletion you know that's what the fall is about but the beauty about the fall is the fork in the road that makes itself available to couples so from the fall you can either go deep into winter or you can um you know take make a u-turn and go back to spring um so the winter marriage the last one winter marriages are characterized by coldness harshness bitterness um from the fall you know 
uh, they haven't been able to work things out so um, things get worse communication is relegated to silence arguments criticisms and at times verbal abuse the emotions ever present in a winter marriage a winter season of marriage are hurt anger disappointment loneliness and a sense of rejection and the attitudes of spouses in the winter season are a pervasive pessimism seeing the worst thinking problems are too big discouragement hopelessness and the nasty habit of blaming um, one another now so when there's a change in your marriage how do you react to this change hmm. like most people we expect that our marriages will always remain in the spring and summer i did especially early in marriage um we agree like most people that change must happen or happens as with everything in life but when it actually occurs we tend to resist and fight it without critically analyzing um, why this change has occurred and how we can embrace this change and kind of make it work for our good and the good of our marriage another thing that we must also know and learn is that things do not always go according to plan which is the second giving and um, um, the, the second giving I'm going to tie it with the third giving which is um, life is not fair it's not always fair we will experience um, many unanticipated changes in in marriage for people like me who are planners and know what we want um to do with a step-by-step plan you know for the next five years or ten years imagine the shocker when things don't happen as i have planned my saving grace has been my faith in god and my belief that um all things work together for good for those who love god that's my best one of my best scriptures um i always say that and um so you may have planned in your heart that by so so and so i would be married or i would have three kids or started my own business or we would have bought our own home etc and when those things don't happen frustration sets in and most of the time we pour our frustrations on the one person who we are supposed to get comfort from the only way is to always trust god and believe he's got your back and know this and I know this um, sounds simple. Trust me, it, it doesn't. It's it doesn't. As in, it's not. But ultimately, your 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 response to these disappointments is what will determine the next season in which you find your marriage in. Now I move to the fourth giving. Another thing is pain. As we know, they say even roses have thorns. As beautiful as they are, this is how we must see marriage. That in all the good, the love, the affection, the joy comes some pain and sometimes a lot of pain. And when I say pain, um, I will state here that this does not include any form of physical or emotional abuse. Um, I'm not talking about that kind of pain, um, but you may experience things like loss or you may feel betrayed by your spouse, maybe in the way he handled a matter with your in-laws or he or she was unfaithful to you either emotionally or um, physically um, or both of you or one of you have lost jobs and are having um, financial difficulties 
or you're waiting um, on having children and these all these things um, will change the dynamics of your marriage and if not handled with care you may find yourselves in a winter season in your marriage um, now you know the winter season really sounds like a bad place to be but um, in my opinion um, it's not a totally bad thing um, because if your marriage has ever experienced the winter season and survived it, it helps you appreciate the spring and the summer seasons or even the fall and make you work more on your marriage so as not to go back to Egypt, as I would like to say. But some marriages remain in the fall or in the winter seasons for years because one or both of the parties have refused bluntly refuse to embrace the change and look for a way forward instead of um, insisting on how they want things to be. Pain is a part of life. We will experience pain whether we are married or or not. So we need to come out of the illusion that because we marry someone who um, has professed undying love for us that that person cannot be our source of pain. Even children have been a source of pain a major source of pain to many many parents but most of us will not give our spouses the chance or the chances we will give our children parents or siblings if they are the source of the same pain we would not we, we, we will not handle it in the way that we will not we would, we would deal with our spouses we will not readily forgive the way we would, we would with our spouses and a simple reason is that we have put our spouses on a pedestal that they have no business being to be on only god can be on that pedestal you've put your spouse and there have been times that people have even questioned god who i mean is the almighty like why why me why did this happen to me or that so we should always have it at the back of our minds that we are all flawed in some way and we should not place these huge expectations on one person i think i have mentioned this before on one of my podcast but episodes but one of the most difficult experiences i've faced in my life and marriage was moving to Port, um, from Port Harcourt to Lagos with my family, the obvious, um, of course, I mean, the, the, there was there's the obvious change in environment, new schools, and you know, working and all that. Um, but one of the things that really helped my marriage um, that I never recognized was the role of our families and friends, the role that our families and friends played in supporting us. When we moved and that support wasn't there, we unconsciously started demanding that support from each other, not realizing that we didn't really ever give that support to each other and that other people played um, um, this role in our lives. It's just like the saying where, um, the African saying where they say, um, um, I think it says something like a community raises a child, you know, a village. It takes a village to raise a child, something like that. It takes a lot of people to also, help build a marriage so for example you know let, let me just put this um make you understand this my husband is a huge football fan and most Saturdays and Sundays he spend time watching premiership matches so in Harcourt, almost every weekend one of my closest buddies will come over with her kids and we would hang out um or or I would hang out with my mom or be with my elder sister who um lived less than five minutes away you know so 
I never felt like he neglected me in any way. In fact, I was happy he was occupied so I could like enjoy gisting with my mom, my mother-in-law, uh, my sisters, my friends. But on moving here, that support system wasn't available anymore. And I was now demanding that support from him, which in fact he never really gave me in the first 12 or 13 years of our marriage before we moved here. Um, and it wasn't a bad thing, you know. And this also happened on his own end of things, you know. So it took us time and several arguments and, you know, a lot to realize that this was who we were. Um, and this is how our marriage is now, you know. Um, and the step, the next step was now how we would manage, adapt manage our expectations and support us each other in this new normal and adapt to this change and embrace this change so invariably i would like to say that um in marriage like everything uh, like everything else um it is a, a journey when you get married you are beginning another journey in your life it's not a destination just the way it was when you started school or a new job it's the same thing it's not an achievement where you win a trophy and keep it on top of a shelf or in a show glass it requires some work a lot of play and all it also comes with so many blessings marriage is beautiful marriage is it's fantastic it's just the way you decide to um, embrace change the way you decide to see things the way you 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 decide to handle issues changes must also come must i mean always come with marriage no matter um how we try to manipulate our spouses or situations and um we must just learn to expect this change accept it with a positive attitude unless we'll be heading for for the worst Instead of fighting change, expect it and embrace it when it comes. Change many times also signifies growth. I can tell you for sure that the changes in my marriage that I have experienced has matured me. And I always like to say now that I'm still maturing both on a personal level and um, in my marriage. And I'm grateful for all that. I mean, when I look at it with hindsight, I'm now like, you know, all that has made me who I am now, the person, the BI that I am. So, you know, I'm grateful for, for that. Give yourself and your spouse permission to change and grow. Don't keep saying you used to do this for me before. Yes, he or she may not be doing it because he has changed or is no more that person that used to do that particular thing for you. But if you look closely, he may be doing something equally great, but because it's not that particular thing or he's not doing it in that particular way, you don't acknowledge it. I also recognize that not all changes are good. Some spouses may change for the worse, but even in that case, you can only offer advice and help. You cannot change your spouse. You can't run around, you know, throwing tantrums, except he or she wants to change. So for those of us who are already married, let's embrace the changes that come with it and work towards keeping our marriages in spring and summer seasons more and less in the fall and winter seasons. And for all the awesome guys and girls who are yet to tie the knot, I would like you to take this conversation as privileged information because most of us had to experience before or winter seasons as no one told us it would be this way. 
So guys, let's keep striving, striving to embrace change in our lives and grow to be better versions of ourselves. Welcome back again, guys. This is a theme that is difficult to address everything in one episode. However, I believe we made it then today. What do you think? I would love to hear your feedback. As I was saying, for, for those of us who are already married, let's embrace the changes that come with it and work towards keeping our marriages in the spring and summer seasons more and less in the fall and winter seasons. For all the awesome boys and girls who are yet to tie the knot, I would like you to take this conversation as privileged information because most of us had to experience the fall and winter seasons as no one told us it would be this way so let's keep striving to embrace change in our lives and grow to be better versions of ourselves i want to thank you so much for being a part of this episode and i hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation you can hit me up on my blog www.rovingbookwormng.com on instagram or twitter on at rovingbookwormng on my facebook page rovingbookwormng or on whatsapp if you have my contact don't forget to subscribe to the roving bookworm podcast on the apple podcast app or the google podcast app or on Spotify. All you need to do is to download these apps, search for the Roving Book One podcast and hit the subscribe button. This makes it easy for you to keep track of any new episodes and don't forget to rate this podcast when you're at it. This helps the podcast to grow and get more people to listen. So I'm counting on you guys. Let's grow this awesome community. You can also listen to my blog, um listen on my blog i mean www.rovingbookwormng.com and follow the blog to receive email notifications of new updates on blog posts and new podcast episodes also don't forget to share with your family and friends it's time to go but i look forward to next week when we'll yet we'll have yet another interesting conversation with fabulous guests based on our theme embracing change so until then it's take care of yourselves and stay blessed <music>